0: Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart podcast in the world. I am your diehard romantic, Eric Blood.
1: Oh my God, I was going burp. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, <clears throat> I'm your devoted lover, Elenito.
2: And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And
0: tonight, we have the privilege, honor, and obligation to discuss <laughs> secrets of the heart. The secrets of the heart. Secrets. The fifth it's a secret film. <laughs> the, the fifth heart-to-heart film. Heart film. Yes. Cinematic <laughs> offering. <laughs> from heart to heart. Um, wanna know what happened? No. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna tell you anyway, because it's my turn to All start right. off a segment we call the Minute Max. I'll
2: piece mine together from yours. I'm
0: sure you will. <laughs> Cheetor. Um, wait, where's my timer? Keytar. Did you say keytar? Keytar. Yeah, he calls me (laughs) keytar. My pet name for Joe is (laughs) keytar. Keytar. My little keytar. Okay. Uh, Secrets of the heart. (laughs) Jonathan has a pirate dream before him and Jennifer go to San Francisco. They are in San Francisco uh, for a... uh, Charity auction to benefit the orphanage that Jonathan grew up in before Max <laughs> took him out, I guess. Uh he, in the process of this, he finds a locket that's hard shaped. So Jennifer wants it. That's bullshit. And then they, uh, <laughs> they see that Jonathan's picture is in it with another woman. They find that woman. She, uh, says that she's Jonathan's sister. Uh, she has a, a nephew who is Jason Bateman, who's a caterer and he is a real go getter. And, uh, Also, Wendy Malick and Michael Parks are trying to rob some fucking gold coins from this charity auction, uh, which they successfully do with the help, unbeknownst to him, of Jason Bateman. Spoiler alert. Uh, That woman's not the sister. And they've, uh, yeah, everyone lives happily ever after. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right, Joe. Top that.
2: Top that. I don't give a Mm. about that. Mm. I actually did. I do know the story of this one, but we'll see how well it comes out. (laughs) 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 All right the hearts are in San Francisco for a charity auction for an orphanage, which means I might have a rewrite coming up Uh, and they find a locket and it has a picture of Jonathan as a babe in it. And there's a a serious girl next to him. They track down the woman and it's his sister. She reveals, but it turns out they go through the entire process of this whole tracking down again, because things are suspicious and they find out that his new nephew Tricked them into thinking, and tricked her into thinking that she was Jonathan's sister because she was at this orphanage and did have a long lost brother. Meanwhile, there's two weird criminals trying to get this <laughs> gold coins, and they got this whole thing set up so they rob this charity auction where the nephew is catering. Uh So it turns, so they kidnap him, and then they kidnap the aunt, and they're up on a tall building, and they're gonna throw him off. And uh, Jonathan and Jennifer save the day, and then. Something really horrible happens, and it's the <laughs> shittiest guest star in heart to heart history. Oh, but my minute's up, so I can't tell you what it is.
1: Oh, oh no, Ellen. Okay, what you got for us? Um, I'm gonna talk for the next minute about <laughs> secrets of the heart. I just thought I'd let you know. Interesting. Oh. Um, so if you were wondering, hey, what's Ellen about to do? <laughs> um, That's what I'm going to do.
0: If for the next minute you're wondering, what the hell is she talking about?
1: (laughs) Right. That might be unclear. (laughs) So, all right. So, the Hearts are in San Francisco and they are having a charity auction for the Mission Street Orphanage where Jonathan was as a child with his sister. Um, There is also pirate treasure from Heart Industries Explorer Vessel, which is, um, I don't know, like a treasure hunting, like Jacques cousteau kind of thing, which is, that's pretty cool. But so um, Mrs. Cunningham, Marion Ross plays Jonathan's sister, question mark. Is she the sister? I don't know. The hearts are understandably suspicious. And then Jason Bateman and Robert, one of Robert Wagner's daughters, um work at this at Pacific Heights catering and he's really weird, like kind of a career focused sociopath. Mm. And then there's a crazy robbery and Wendy Malik and that guy that I love that always plays bad guys, he says the greatest thing ever, which is uh, uh Tiver Me when he's wearing a pirate <laughs> hat. The <laughs> end.
0: Nice. <laughs> Michael Parks.
1: Yes, I love him. One of the greatest living actors,
0: Michael Parks. I love him. I was so happy to see his name in the credits. And also, like there's a lot of Tiver
1: Me Shimber's, Tibermy Shimbers. On, He epic. says a
0: lot of weird shit. We'll get to we'll Timber, get to some of those. Timber, but Timber. first we have Oh yes. The Sizzler Community Playhouse. <laughs>
2: Yay. Bring in the ringers. Sistlers. The Sizzler Community Playhouse probably presents Secrets of the right. Secrets of the Heart. Jonathan dreams he's in a Rennie Harlan <laughs> film and Jennifer buckles to swash. The hearts from to San Francisco uh. for a charity auction benefiting Jonathan's old orphanage. Wendy Malick <laughs> and the old guy from Kill Bill 2 have plans to steal a ton of golden fences. Yes. fencing. Jennifer picks up a heart-shaped locket with a picture of a very young Jonathan.
1: The hearts track the locket to a pawn shop run by Mr. Miyagi. Next on the menu is Stuart Morris, arguably the most annoying man in the heart of hers. Stuart tells Jonathan and Jennifer the little girl in the picture is his Aunt Maureen. Wait, first Arnold, then Mrs. Cunningham. Happy days are here again. This woman is Jonathan's long-lost sister? Jonathan and Jennifer are ready to accept Marine into the family. But, but Max, Max ain't falling for God. that, bitch. <laughs> yeah. The cops start finding bodies provided by our villain duet. That earth-shattering kaboom you hear is Stuart name-dropping all over town. Our bad couple, Sarah and Evan, decide to use faux Nephew as a backdoor to steal the heart industry's gold. Max and Jonathan share a tender moment, and a pretty important one.
3: Max and Freeway check out Maureen.
1: If Freeway barks and sneezes, she's in. <laughs> Sarah and Evan <laughs> stage a heist to replace the gold with chocolate. I really don't like Wendy Malik. Can somebody just shoot her? Oh. After some <laughs> original series-level digging, the hearts find out that...
2: Fraud, fraud ensued. ensued.
1: <laughs>
3: Stewart confesses to Robert Wagner's daughter that he's not a thief
1: Turns out Stewart tried to play Jonathan like a trumpet in a jazz band Season 3 Stuart confronts <laughs> the bad guys and gets kidnapped along with Maureen The action-packed finale includes a fort, Jonathan stick-fighting and ends with some rusted developments
2: Maureen's real brother and Stewart's real uncle is Donald J. Trump One minute after meeting him, the former
1: president declares You're the fired! The end! Oh,
2: uh, <laughs> they broke the news <laughs>
0: Surprise. Surprise.
2: Wow. Surprise to us. Ugh. Donald Trump is guest stars in this episode. Yeah, oh. that was weird. The greasiest, most disgusting guest star.
0: <laughs> really weird.
1: <laughs> A different, yet still not super awesome time. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> um, but thank you, Sizzlers. Sizzlers. Thank you, Jackie and Rachel. <laughs> that <Twins>. was great. <laughs>
2: yes. Thanks, Sistler Community Playhouse. Yes. Um, great. Oh, Minimax. man. Also... They mentioned it—the the poignant moment between Jonathan and Max. This I'm assuming is Max's last yeah. hurrah, yeah. the heart to heart. Yeah. They give a little yeah. uh uh, In, uh memorial at the dedication. end. Oh, that's so sad. It's so sad. <sighs> he had a
0: good long life.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And left a real heavy and wonderful mark.
2: Hmm. Yeah, Max is one of the best characters of any show, any anything. Totally. <laughs> He's so great. Yep. So he will be missed.
0: Thanks and, to Lionel Stander. Yeah, Lionel Stander. No one else could iconic. have done that.
2: Yeah, super iconic. What a guy.
0: I did not know that Natasha Gregson was uh, uh, Robert Wagner's daughter.
1: Yeah, the youngest yeah. Uh, daughter.
0: Tibby? Tibby. Oh. I did not know that. Whoa. That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. I just found that out oh. during the minute maxes. See, they're very oh. informative.
1: <laughs> she
2: got the Wagner looks. She's very good looking.
1: Well, you put together Natalie Wood and Robert Wagner and ugly doesn't come out. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: So, But, you know, surprising to me it. that no one brought up that Marion Ross, who everyone liked to call Mrs. Cunningham, is actually the original Lorelai Gilmore. What? She is... Lorelai Gilmore, the aunt, the the grandmother, L- Lauren Graham, Lorelai's grandmother.
3: Oh, oh,
0: the first one named Lorelai Gilmore, the mother, I
3: see. the of,
0: original, of, of, uh, the one that's always Edward shitty Herman's mom. Yeah. 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 That's she's always terrible shitty. except for to Rory. Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, that's right. Yes. Even, I do remember that. Yeah. Okay. She's a great character. <laughs> She dresses like, like like the old maid playing card.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally.
1: I, I remember it being jarring because Marion Ross was because Mrs. Cunningham was such like a sweet and like vaguely at times like a redheaded Judy Holiday kind of like nuttiness, but you know like archetypal mom, totally sweet, and she's so beautiful. But yeah, but she was mean as shit in that show. Yeah, and, and that know, was that scared me a little bit. My
0: yeah. favorite part about that though is that they they frump her up so much. This. To play Lorelai Gilmore Oh, And then they kill Lorelai Gilmore like she dies mm-hmm. And at her funeral Is Marion Ross as a completely different character With her normal hair Looking beautiful <laughs> Totally unfrumpy <laughs> what? and super funny I Is that, that true? Yes it's the awesome. actor
2: that played the character that died was at that person's funeral. Correct. As what? a totally different character. Oh, <laughs> it was awesome. That's insane.
0: And it was, I felt like it was, <laughs> they were like, we got to give, we got to throw Marion a bone. Cause she does not look as old as we've been making her look in this show. I <laughs>
1: yeah. have. A... She's beautiful Super. and charming She's, and talented. She exactly. is
2: great. And this, but I have a note that's like that haircut is aging her like 20 years
0: oh but that was yeah that was the 90s like
2: the golden girls thing where they now everyone's realizing oh they were like in their 40s or something right and it's just (laughs) like that was old then and they just had this curly hair that just aged them up yeah and she has that same golden girls sort of haircut and it's like yeah not doing you know I guess if that's what you want, maybe that's what you sure. want. But
1: I hate myself for asking this, but how many seasons was Gilmore Girls on? I feel like I saw two. Seven. Seven. Oh, shit. Seven but,
0: and then the then the uh, four movies. <laughs>
2: but five good seasons with, or is there six good seasons?
0: I'd say there's six good seasons.
2: And I like them all. But, I like them all too, but, but the seventh season is. The creator wasn't yeah. part of it. <laughs> <Or Amy> Sherman. <laughs>
0: Do Khaled, we need you to know? save this for it was Sars Hollow? <laughs> it was, yeah. I don't. <laughs> it was Luke's. Um, but yeah, I God, know, you're to know, There were six, six seasons with Amy Sherman Palladino, and then she left, and they continued for one season, and it was a real pale imitation of what the show was. I don't
2: think so. I think it was still good. I no. like it. I,
0: it's hmm. very different. It's just very
2: it.
1: different. Okay, yeah. so so seven seasons. Six seasons? Seven, seven seasons plus okay.
0: four for another season, which consisted of four movies. Mm-hmm.
1: Did she always have the Asian friend?
0: Yes. Lane has been okay. there from the very beginning.
2: Yeah, who's based off a real person, like yeah, a real life friend? Of... Helen
0: Pye, the mm-hmm. producer of the show. Mm-hmm.
1: I did this to myself. Okay. Um... <laughs> <You did>. Yeah. <laughs> um... well, I was like, why are you? So, why are you yeah, encouraging just... us?
3: <laughs> no,
1: I just wasn't. I just was having a hard time tracking how many hours of my life i may have lost to gilmore girls i don't think it's terrible i just don't love it the way that people love it and i have not dedicated myself to it totally
0: mm. yeah no it's it's it like
1: i acknowledge that it that it's it's for tv it's great it's great tv yes, yes
2: it is yeah totally
1: I get that. You'll, you'll I'm, get in the, there. I'm in the school of Preston Surgis. No, I won't get there. <laughs> you'll get there someday. Uh, but um, sure, like if I'm paralyzed and I don't have the remote to, that the uh, works according TV. to how my eyes move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll or you into absolutely. Girls. Well, I will a million percent meet you there. So <laughs> speaking of
0: speaking of hair, uh, yes. The, the pirate dream sequence, yeah. The, Jennifer's, Jennifer's wig. wig was so
1: good; <laughs> it was really good. She looked, she looked, she looked so amazing. Good. Just like a totally different look. Honestly, really great. she was
0: she was giving Tawny Katane to me, <laughs> like it was, and in the best. I mean that <laughs> in the best possible
2: way. I'm getting Reba McIntyre.
0: Uh, yeah, that works too.
2: Uh,
0: Reba, was Reba's hair ever that long? Though
2: I don't know. It's like hair panels. Fancy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. um the, uh, i yeah she looked amazing mm-hmm. but i also realized like how much i'm in love with stephanie powers uh strawberry blonde vibes yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh this movie I they like also
2: it. to start the stream sequence interrupt the intro right they don't do the full movie intro it oh they doesn't... finished it did he they, says yeah. it was murder. They did the, yeah. okay. I thought they cut. It just into goes the right into yeah.
0: it. Yeah, the movies don't have any any music after the after right. Max says it was murder.
2: So Maybe that's just... what it was. I thought they cut into the intro to start this dream sequence.
1: For me, the high point of the dream sequence, besides Jennifer's hair, is of course that Max is there, sitting on the deck of the pirate ship in a red velvet throne. Mm-hmm. Um. But also that Freeway Junior has a dagger in his mouth. Yes. <laughs> and that is epic.
2: That's very wishbone It's
1: important. It's epic. It's wishbone. Mm-hmm. It's yes. all the things. Good it call, Joe. Correct. <laughs> it's wishbone. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: wishbone. Yep. So that's and so, so wishbone. are we. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, that's so wishbone. Jonathan
2: does another thing <laughs> that disgusts me. Well, later on, after <gasps> the game, he says you were playing with my sword, and I was like,
0: "Oh, there was, there I was a like that." <laughs> that was a little bit of a bad, yeah, innuendo joke. Like they've had much better.
2: They definitely have. <laughs> this like sometimes they're just too far even for me, and I will go <laughs> pretty far. <laughs> There's just something about those sometimes that just strike me so wrong. That are just like and it's I think it's just Jonathan talking about his boner, basically. Yeah. That's what it cuts, comes down to. It's like,
3: oh
1: I don't feel I need to address where no, I stand either. on things <laughs> like Jonathan's that. Boner. <laughs> Everyone knows. Everyone knows. Can we talk about Muggsy Spanier, all the calls at call outs about Muggsy?
0: Yeah. That was weird.
1: It was weird. Because mm. it's like, I mean, for people that don't know, of course, that's a real person, a real mm. jazz musician. I did not know. And the facts that they give about that person are all true. Cornet Um,
2: player famous in San Francisco?
1: Um, I don't know if he was famous in San Francisco. He started his career in Chicago because he was in the Bucktown Five. But like just like straightforward jazz musician doing like Dixieland stuff and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, I thought that was weird. It's like, where are they going with the Muggsy thing?
0: What was weird was Max bringing it up, and then as soon as they leave, him saying, who the hell is Muggsy?
1: (laughs) Oh, no. He was saying, like, he was impersonating... Her remarking on how could somebody not know who Mugsy was was what he was saying. Oh, that didn't read. Uh, yeah. I didn't read that at all. He's he's like, who the hell is What's the world coming to, or whatever he says? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: He was the one who knew about Muggsy. Yeah, but
0: that's, that's why I found it odd.
2: They, this kind of <laughs> kept going for the first quarter to the first half of the movie, and then just went nowhere, and then never came back again. Right? Yeah, they didn't like have some kind of it like was it just seems them like being cute. Yeah, it seems like there would be a cameo mm-hmm. by Mugsy at the end. Well,
1: he's dead, but oh. I wonder if there's someone who, you know, like did somebody in the cast really have an affinity for Muggsy Spaniard or whatever? You know, who mm-hmm. knows? But I thought, yeah, I thought it would there would be a a callback. It would come back it, somehow at the end. Yeah, I want to talk about pirate treasure. Briefly, mm-hmm. <laughs> or I guess Please. stolen privateer <laughs> the Blooms stuff. So, well, so okay, everybody knows that there's only one known example of so called pirate treasure that's been recovered from a shipwreck, right? There's only one like certifiable example of that no, in any significant wise. Uh, yeah,
0: I know nothing about genuine pirate treasure. <laughs> okay. Is it <laughs> Just album Mugsy Spaniard. He's records. the one that found it. Oh, no, great!
1: Okay. Um, no, and it's from it was in the mid '80s, off of Cape Cod, hmm. and uh, an old partner and I actually we went to see this exhibit. Like there was this really compelling and and super informative exhibit about what, showing the artifacts from this ship, and so oh, the cool. ship that they recovered was a former slave ship called the Weta. Oh. and the ship itself was from the 1700s and then it was found in like 1980 something hmm. and they recently like just i don't know not that many years ago 5 6 years ago they found more um artifacts from from oh, wow. that same ship but i feel like a- I obviously like I go to a lot of exhibitions of all mm-hmm. kinds mm-hmm. but this thing this this particular exhibition really impacted me and the facts that they gave about pirate culture like I have a whole shelf full of books about privateer culture because of the information that i got from that show Mm. but so they had some of the examples and i feel like that was one of the facts that they put out there that blew my mind because we always think like oh people are always finding pirate treasure but then you're picturing like like the treasure box underneath Mm -hmm. the palm tree or whatever shit right for some weird reason that's what we always think of is colonialism Mm -hmm. um but no so that's the only example so when they had that example of the coins I was like oh I wonder if they're thinking of the Weta or something yeah anyways probably what? that was more than anybody I know nobody asked me about pirate <laughs> like can we talk
0: about pirate treasure Ellen no one asked us in, to say anything about, about heart to heart about that's
1: about true ourselves. that's true one of the creepy things that was in that exhibition um was a little kid's leg bone in a shoe yeah <laughs> oh my yeah. god yeah which really seems kind Jesus. of like questionable ethically speaking but whatever yeah And um, but one of my favorite things, but they put it at the end when you're feeling like really vulnerable, like when they recruit you into cults and they give you the Kool-Aid and the bologna sandwiches after making you sing for 10 hours. It hits (laughs) you. They hit you with it like that. Oh, my Um, God. (laughs) But but the show also was full of concretions, which I think are fascinating.
2: Concretions. Mm -hmm. What's that?
1: So a concretion is when something is underwater for a long time i don't know if it's exclusive to salt water somebody maybe somebody listening knows i'm uh-huh. sure a million people listening know we just you and i joe don't know uh-huh. <laughs> um, when you pull things that have been underwater for however long like they, they've they adapted the climate they've been mineralized and they've been encrusted with marine life and sediment and all these things and so it's kind of like oh. it's not like when people saponify, but it, but in some ways it is. It's the effect of being immersed in water. Okay. And so when they bring the artifacts up from, like they remove them from the water, huh. they immediately begin to degrade, like at a super fast rate. Oh, And so I see. often they will have artifacts displayed. They maintain them in that microclimate. They oh. have to keep it in a tank of bubbling Whoa. salt water. That's in awesome. Order to, to maintain the object which is really interesting I did not but so that. like the leg bone was in like this bubbling tank of shit right mm. anyways um, the end okay well um this episode pretty cool my dad went to college at the same time as Pat Morita and bye
2: while you were talking about pirates, I was just imagining Eric and I like the like As shitty uh, public TV rippling effect. And then we're like one of us is a dog. And then we're back in pirate times, like watching that ship go by. And like wishbone. it's like wishbone. The yeah. And then the little kid, like we, we accidentally kill a little kid and his yeah. leg is left in that boot. That is right. the wishbone. That is the titular <laughs> yeah. wishbone. Yeah, that's the wishbone.
1: Um, hey, listeners, we're really into wishbone right now. It was um, a femur. <laughs> yeah, we're um,
2: yeah, we're gonna do a wishbone podcast and a <laughs> Gilmore yeah. Girls podcast.
1: But right now, on, simultaneously, I need, <laughs> I need us to talk about Jason Bateman.
0: Okay, okay, Jason Bateman in, I believe, his most obnoxious role, ever,
2: and the gayest role I've ever seen for us for someone that's not gay.
0: Oh, I just I I like, never find that. As that never reads to me as gay, it just really? reads to me as as uh, insufferable.
2: There was no <laughs> doubt in my mind that he was a gay man. I was like, oh, a gay character, cool. And then he like kissed Tibby, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what what is he? Layers, Layers. yeah. Layers. He was weird. <laughs> <laughs> he was really weird.
0: It's funny his his acting style, like, and I've I've watched him act from valerie on uh-huh. uh and <laughs>
1: yeah. sorry
0: his acting style like it really came into its own place with the rest of development like it's there's no one that could have played that role better um that show would not i believe that show would not have been a hit without jason bateman as wow th- in that role i agree um and, you know, Ozark, I think he's fantastic in Ozark. He's continuing this thing. I, I liked him in The Gift. Like, I've liked a lot of his recent roles. He's really, really insufferable in this movie.
2: <laughs> but on purpose.
0: Very much on purpose. But it's like, it's almost, is it that he's too good? Like, he's, is he doing it too well? Because it just well, made me want to kill him.
1: It's unusual, though, right? Like, so how old is he when they make this movie? I mean, they call out an, a year of birth in in the film itself, but I don't know if that's actually Jason Bateman's yeah, year birth. Be... They oh, say nineteen sixty-seven, six, right? He's,
0: well, he's born in nineteen sixty-nine. 1969.
1: 1969. Mm. Ooh, they they threw two extra years on him. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> the character then is is uh, in his he's twenty-four or something, twenty-five, right? Twenty-five. Mm, okay. Um. Pretty weird. Twenty-five. It's pretty weird. I
0: mean, that's, that's a twenty-five-year-old. What do you call that? You know, I the what do you call that? Like go climber.
2: Yeah, social climber.
0: But not a social um, climber. He's like a business climber. He's go getter is that a, ambition. That, that seems more friendly than it needs to be. Because <laughs> what he is is a scammer.
2: Like he's a yeah, hustler. he's a con man.
1: Which is funny. I don't know. For me, like we've talked touched on this before because I can somehow find ways to insert conversation about Jason. But sometimes I can't remember if we talked about it on the pod or if we just talked about it in the three hours that we talked before we ever uh, remember remember we're doing a podcast. Yeah, Um, So probably both. Well, that's mostly about wishbone. Yeah, it is. And like children's leg bones. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Wishbones. You know, a lot of hot (laughs) tips on how not to have them disintegrate. (laughs) You don't want your trophies to disintegrate. (laughs) Am I right? Oh, my God. In your glass um, the, museum. So, the, <laughs> so, Jason Bateman, I have n- never, I never watched. I guess I'm just not a big sitcom person, unless it was *Booze and Buddies*. But so, I, or like the Barney Miller and shit that my dad watched. But that I never really experienced or ever had the opportunity to do, like *Valerie* or like *Hogan Family* or the things that made Jason Bateman like mm. so popular. He was like a super popular, yeah like, young actor, um, you know, and we are close enough in age where it was like, oh, okay, that kid. But I just never watched any of the shit that he was in. And so, really, some of my first, like, conscious, like, I'm actually – purposefully looking at Jason Bateman work was Arrested Development. And so, of course, immediately I'm like, oh, my God, have I been sleeping on the Bateman kid this whole time? (laughs) Like, I looked at his sister hours and hours longer than I ever experienced him until Arrested Development. So, because family ties, but yeah, and so, and satisfaction. (laughs) They don't want the whole band. Oh, like, talk to me. Hmm. That's right. That's the song. Um, oh, I know. But yeah, I mean, Arrested Development is so great. But so I did laugh to myself thinking about how his character in this film is a con artist mm-hmm. and a sociopath. Because then now, of course, I think of Ozark and how different it is. But I've seen him since Arrested Development. And like I think he really excels at dark like super dark comedy and that's really like a wheelhouse and I feel like Ozark has that element although it's like just so like just so hard and you know amazing but Mm -hmm. yeah this character is like so not knowing what kinds of characters he was embodying up until this film in 1994 I just was kind of at a loss uh, to make any sense out of this character who said fabulous like so many times (laughs) Yeah, that it was weird but then also like the motivation for the character is unclear like the motivation literally is that he's so ambitious that he's trying to meet wealthy successful and famous people that's when we first mm-hmm. meet him he's trying to scam his way into getting danielle Steele, of all people yeah to notice him mm-hmm. and they should have used Sidney sheldon obvs Obviously. but uh, totally. um but so you kind of get this idea that he's like trying to find all these ways to sort of like wink wink like get get into that and that he feels it's legitimate but there's definitely like When the plot moves along, even though the character reveals that he has a conscience because he goes to try and figure this out and stop what's happening with Mm. Sarah and Evan, like stealing the pirate treasure and all the shit. But it's just like, oh, my God, like it's, it's not a redemptive moment. For the character, it's like a little bit confusing. It also just like, he makes that omelet and I was like, oh, an omelet sounds so good. That was the most
0: hideous omelet. When he flipped that over and it was just brown rubber, (laughs) I was like, oh my God. Yeah,
2: and then the acting of the man, he spices Uh. it with cayenne, like a ton of cayenne pepper to like spice it out, this guy that's taking him hostage. And the acting that that guy does to show that this is a spicy omelet is so... (laughs) Fucking weird.
1: Michael Parks. And amazing. He just starts, sh-
2: he's like eating the omelet. He's a gross character. I was kind of he's, disgusted yeah, with him in every super,
0: scene. He's awful. He's like one of the, one of the better henchmen. Like yeah. he's, he's 100, I'm considering him a man of hench.
2: Yeah, uh, totally. But, i was already disgusted and if i'm already disgusted don't show him shoving eggs in his mouth yeah it's it w- just what like was gross, extra was gross that he
0: still had eggs in his mouth for like five minutes yeah and he starts and he kept spitting he just starts uh, which i loved because
1: <laughs> it was one of like the few moments when the that what was meant to be comic timing between wendy Ma- malick who is yeah. also brilliant hilarious yes. and gorgeous yes. um like they're both hilarious and really like Really dig into the craziest characters, like over the top characters, both of those actors. And so when he's so okay, so Stuart Morris, Jason Bateman's character is a chef and a caterer. And we mentioned that. And so he's the Evan says, like, cook me something. Right. And so or they tell him to cook something. And so he makes the hot omelet. (laughs) <laughs> to distract him and he brains that guy on the sink which is yeah kind of awesome but then yeah. he's like still got like eric's saying these giant chunks of omelette in yeah. his mouth but there's it's so funny when they run he runs out onto the dock at the marina that they live at and then he just like, Like (laughs) extrudes this giant chunk of egg out of his mouth, and when he mouths like, "What the like? You're disgusting!" (laughs) Yeah, you're disgusting. It's so funny. It's so (laughs) gross and weird. I kind of loved it, but Uh, I don't know. I may at that this point, I may just have taken leave of my senses altogether. I was, but I like it.
2: Not. I did not like it. What she says also is they've kidnapped him, Stewart. Um, Jason Bateman, and they say, How about something to eat? And he says, I'm not hungry. And she says, I meant us, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is an amazing <laughs> moment for Wendy Malick. She spends a
1: lot of time with a thought bubble over her head that says, You idiot. You yeah. Idiot. Yeah.
2: She's great. I wonder what the Sisler community, I can't, I don't recognize the voice. Do you, you know which voice that was that said, I think was Rachel. Rachel, what, did, I wonder if what... I, sh-
0: sorry, if it's Jackie, I'm sorry. Jackie <laughs> or Rachel, Rachel. <laughs> one
2: of you said that you don't like Wendy Malik and it sounded like... I wonder why. I wonder what it is. Um,
0: Probably. Uh, you know, the show Just Shoot Me was terrible. Yeah. And uh, I personally think she was great on it. I think uh-huh. Wendy Malick yeah. is pretty great. Uh, <laughs> but but th- that show is bad, and I can understand having negative connotations of any actor that's in that shit yeah yeah
2: but she's so great i i really like her a lot
0: i yeah i think she's fantastic i have
2: trouble with um jason bateman because of that interview that he did with the cast of arrested development oh it it was like it's just like i can't shake that feeling about him do you know about that ellen have you have you heard that No, are
1: you about to wreck my day go ahead
2: well i don't know no i don't think it's like it was like a big thing like he got like canceled soft Soft canceled canceled. for a while (laughs) but it was like jeffrey tambor was recently you know outed as being a shitty person who sexually harassed uh what's her name what's the mother's name in that jessica
0: walter i think he was he was a mean person jeffrey tambor on set uh oh. particularly, yeah. and particularly to Jessica Walter, which is like yeah. I
1: find that inconceivable. That. Like yeah. I find that
2: Yeah. And so they're, horrible. they're I mean, you should listen to this interview. I haven't listened to it in a long time, but um Jason Bateman like sort of talks over her and defends Jeffrey Tambor in a really strange way that just seems I don't mm-hmm. know. He's he was just, like on the wrong side of history for a minute. And I know it's not that I shouldn't hate his whole entire body of work for that. And him in general, he, it seems like he made a mistake. I don't know if he apologized or anything and pay that close of attention to it. He was kind of a shitty alpha male in that moment. So I can't shake that idea of him. So that's, it's hard for me to watch him in, in, in his roles, I don't know.
1: Even if he's wearing the most '90s silhouette sweater of all time, <laughs> yeah,
2: those khaki pants. Oh when my he God.
0: when he picked up those sleeves off the ground to to push them
1: up past oh, his yeah. elbows, uh-huh. I was just like, "You're gonna be doing that for a
0: day, a yeah. whole that day." Brown, Floppy. that crazy
1: brown sweater where it looks like it's painted like an animation cell, like the sweater is painted <laughs> over his body and therefore yeah. just always sort of color formed and loosely suggestive, just slightly uh-huh. like the sweater gets there five minutes sooner or yeah. five yes. minutes later than the whole rest of his body and uh-huh. his arms. And the pants, yeah. like the, the yeah. pants
0: also, like like it's just clothing that should appear as if it isn't
1: touching your body
0: at yeah, all. Totally. Right, <laughs> yeah. it's
1: just hovering Mm-hmm. several inches away from your flesh at all times. Speaking of, oh.
0: Rest in peace Izzy Miyake.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. I know. I, I haven't had time to sit down with that one.
2: Izzy Miyake?
0: Izzy Miyake is dead.
2: Oh. Who was that?
0: A uh, fashion designer. Very, very oh. uh, influential oh. and, and provocative uh, fashion designer. Oh, who... f-
1: Just fascinating.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Super fascinating.
2: Um, I will look at their work. The way that uh, Stuart greeted the hearts when they walked into his. So I had this I is like you. a fever dream moment <laughs> from the last movie. Just this moment, he says, Hi, I'm Stuart Morris. This is my place. In mm-hmm. the weirdest tone of voice, I don't know what that <laughs> character is trying to be at this point. It's so fucking weird. It's and
0: fake likable it's yeah, that, it's that thing that I sociopaths guess. do that we yeah, <laughs> that we have learned how to read.
2: I kind right. of did yeah. like him a little bit, and he did it in a way that, for me, even when he was dropping Jonathan's name at the jewelry store, I still <laughs> wasn't sure if he was a bad guy or not, or whether he was in on it.
0: I thought they played the red herring angle pretty well with him because there yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know if uh he and Maureen were actually scamming them. Um Ma- I knew like Maureen balloons. really felt like she was she was legit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I liked that character a lot too. I liked that she was a tour guide in San Francisco.
2: Yeah, that was cool.
1: That was cool.
0: I think it's it's as we were saying, like it's it was good that he was acting so <laughs> unbearable because that <laughs> adds to our natural suspicion of him within the right. confines of a mystery
1: right. um
0: so I- when he did when when uh tippy does say hey you had something to do with this robbery uh and he's like no no no, no i didn't mm-hmm. that's the only time that i that i was like oh shit maybe he's not <laughs> maybe he isn't a total piece of shit but even the way that that resolved was kind of like, are you an idiot? Like, what's?
1: Yeah, it doesn't really resolve so much as it just stops <laughs> yeah. at a certain place. That tr- that idea or that the path for that character. I think for me, it was like I was just thinking. So when he goes to the their condo, to Evan and Sarah's condo, to confront them like he knocks and they're not home and he breaks into their house mm-hmm. and that's how they end up taking him hostage basically like they didn't kidnap; like they take him hostage right yeah and up until that moment when he's when they're like oh, and they confront each other Um, I still was thinking like oh maybe they're all in it together mm-hmm. even though I saw Sarah and Evan conspiring to steal the list or whatever like I think certain things like kind of like just went by me a little quickly or i was distracted but it's a weird motivation for a character i said that before and that's kind of what i I'm, I'm holding on to with the stewart character it's pretty weird but i like the way that they did the thing where it's like oh why was there a photographer at the restaurant and things like that like mm-hmm. in hindsight looking back at the way that that unfolds and how um him trying to advertise himself ends up Getting him in more trouble is really interesting. But for me, like the craziest scene by far is the robbery that takes mm-hmm. place at the opening or yeah. at the whatever at the Maritime Museum. That mm-hmm. is one of the weirdest. I feel like it's one of the weirdest heart to heart scenes for me ever.
2: They for me. Yes. They the, the way they broke for commercial in the middle of that yeah. scene <laughs> was really strange. And maybe if there was a commercial, it would have been. We wouldn't I wouldn't it wouldn't have felt so weird because Stuart rushes up to attack them. So they're all like being held up by gunpoint. Stuart rushes in and is really upset and is like, You can't do this at my catering yeah, event. You're ruining you're everything. Ruining everything. <laughs> Attacks does he attack them or yeah, he just, just
0: uh, Michael Parks pistol whips him. Yeah, he pistol
2: whips him to the ground and then he's gonna shoot him. Yep, with this Uzi, which again is like, did Uzis just w- get invented I in nineteen ninety four? Nine.
0: Oh, was it the same <laughs> as he the helicopter? Willy Malik Malik had a Malik had an Uzi, and he had oh. a nine. Had Uzi.
2: <laughs> but like, it was the same as the helicopter gun in the last Heart to Heart movie. Yeah, which is like, why? Did, why is this like the popular gun of choice now? But he's like, full, that guy is fully gonna shoot Stewart, mm-hmm. and Stewart yeah. even goes like, No, 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 no! And Jonathan says, Don't shoot him, and then it. Then it's a weird moment, and then it cuts to commercial. It fades to black, fades back in, and apparently that's resolved somehow. And like, he's actually not going to get shot, but then they're still all held up.
0: And then no one notices what they're doing to the gold coins, yeah, because yeah. they have their backs turned.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. It's although although it's really loud, super loud. like very obvious. Gold coins into yes. a sack. Uh huh. Um, wearing a cartoon pirate. Outfit,
2: <laughs> and replacing them with chocolate, which then is immediately figured out. Like yeah. that, that replacing them
1: with Hanukkah gelt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that what that is? <laughs> the Ghirardelli
2: chocolate, which they show the Ghirardelli place in the stock footage of Just San like, Francisco. Just like you know, like the
1: thing you get at Hanukkah. Get I, saw that, man, yeah. I saw that. Yeah,
2: I saw that coming coins.
0: when uh, Jennifer ate one when they the, arrived
2: at the. Mm, at the yeah, party. definitely. But you know, maybe rewrite. A little bit that could have come back in a funny funner way i think later on in the episode like they switch it back for chocolate and then it's like they have chocolate coins and they think they've got the real coins or something i don't know it's just like that was whole that all the whole secret of stealing the coins was pointless because it was immediately foiled and it was like
1: <laughs> foiled
2: foiled yeah <laughs>
1: <Fun> <laughs> sorry
2: but jennifer just walks up to those coins and is like uh, these are fake. Yeah. And Jonathan's like, you don't do this kind of robbery without stealing the most expensive thing in the room. So there's no point in making it chocolate. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a writer. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you are a writer, though. <laughs> I'm not a writer. I'm just a rewriter.
1: <laughs> Can we talk about Taylor Negron?
0: Yes. Who okay. is that? That is Andy uh, at the records department.
2: Oh, shit. I love
1: and he- him is in river's edge and (laughs) a million other things but of course my favorite Taylor Negron is river's edge he has
2: um he has the sassiest face imaginable to me I don't know (laughs) I don't know if I'm like that's like a weird rude thing to say but like he just is you and
1: your facism it's really
2: yes
1: (laughs) challenging it's really hard
2: (laughs) I just love types of faces and he has got He's like a cat human who just, anytime (laughs) he's even listening to people on screen, he looks like he's like having sassy
1: thoughts. He does have, he has a
0: resting bitch face, definitely.
2: Yeah, in a great way. His face
1: is beautiful, though. Mm. It's super beautiful, those Mm. eyes. Like, it's just, it's a really striking face, I guess, Mm. is what I would say about it. It's unique and, and striking. Yeah. As a result.
2: Yeah. He's so funny because he was totally lying to the hearts the first time they saw him. Right. Because Stuart had already come in there and was like, let's oh, yeah. convince Jonathan that he's my aunt's sister, brother. And then he was. Well, yeah. I
1: don't know that they were in cahoots, but he obviously showed them the records.
2: Yeah. And like knew that that was what was happening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he was.
1: He was
0: in on well. the locket thing. Yeah.
1: He's in on it. I yeah. didn't get. Ke- I didn't get a vibe about that. Oh, he said it.
0: Yeah, when he the he explained. When the hearts confront him.
2: He was like, we. He explained that that Stewart wanted them to. Think oh, he that, did. Yeah, Jesus, he fully Where was I? That whole situation, <laughs> uh-huh. which yeah, is kind of surprising. Yeah, he's the
0: one that explains that Stewart is shady.
2: It seems like they'd be madder at him, but they're not at, really at mad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Huh.
0: They don't care about Andy. <laughs> yeah,
2: this is a records clerk.
0: <laughs> huh. Well, fuck. Um, I have so little to say about this, this movie. Did, did anyone else
2: notice that when they got um, room service to their hotel, the the guy took a silver platter off three orange juices? No. Like a silver platter dome, whatever those are called. A cloche. A cloche off of three orange juices. I thought that was really funny.
0: Well, I mean, it would you would have to have a cloche on their orange juices. You don't want any... Hotel dust getting in your juice?
2: I guess so, in your mimosas.
1: I hate it when people ask me
0: if I want orange juice. (laughs) Do you want some? How often does that happen?
1: (laughs) I meant to ask. Feels like it happens a lot, and I hate it.
2: What? The answer for me is always yes to that question.
1: Well, to quote uh, Stuart Morris, finger food is totally me. When I said that, I was picturing myself like brandishing a silver platter,
2: no cloche, no cloche, of those,
1: of like those mini corn dogs.
2: Uh oh, uh, stickless (laughs) mini corn dogs,
1: (laughs) which are, of course, just little smokies in corn batter. Yes, (laughs) uh, which that's like I'm a caterer, actually. I am the Pacific Kites, uh, cuisine catering.
2: Mini corn dogs, that's That's your specialty. Hi, I'm Ellen. This is my place.
1: <laughs> well, tiver your shimbers, Joe. <laughs> tiver my shimbers. Here are some mini corn dogs, which, by the way, I could adapt to be vegan for Ooh, your event. I love that.
0: When we discover that Michael Parks is fully unhinged in this. (laughs) uh, In the back of a van where they are talking to uh, a techie hacker professor guy Mm -hmm. who has the craziest hacker mullet I have ever seen in my life. Oh,
1: man. It took me a second and then I was like, I couldn't stop looking at it.
0: Same. It's like it erased your entire performance, sir. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That guy was like Marshall Crenshaw with the stick on ponytail. <laughs> yes. it's yeah. pretty weird.
2: <laughs> I just thought at the end, of, like, maybe wait to kill him until you know that thing works.
0: True. But MP is very impulsive. Yeah. And if that was just some dark shit, though. Like, yeah, Wendy Malick's saying, I think you deserve so an extra dark. share. And he says, I'll unload it.
2: Uh-huh. I love I liked her a lot because really she was really rough. She was enjoying herself. Like she's just putting on lipstick and looking in a mirror and she's <laughs> telling that guy to kill people and she's just having fun with it. And yeah. I like that yeah, a lot. Yeah,
1: I mean like it's two murders and just the coldest of cold blood.
2: Yeah, totally.
1: But like the silencer in the van in the background. Oh, that was is intense. It's yeah. intense.
2: It's, it's a heavy. lot of murder for some gold doubloons, and was she planning on murdering her man of hench at the end? That I was, I thought that was gonna definitely happen.
0: Oh, I don't know. I mean, we can assume,
2: yeah, because she found him disgusting, so he deserved to die.
1: <laughs> yeah, but there are a couple, but I guess that doesn't mean much, does it?
0: He's the muscle, like he's the he's one hundred percent muscle and no brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my god, some of the, I wish I would have written down everything he said. Because everything he said was some weird thing. Like, he calls Jason Bateman a reincarnation at some point.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Really? A reincarnation? Of what? I don't know. At the robbery,
1: right?
0: No, at the... I thought it was at the uh, Fort... um, Fort what? Shit. I don't know. Just erase...
2: The place from
0: Point Blank, <laughs> where they're at at the end.
2: <laughs> I would like to rename that place, Why Aren't They on a Pirate Ship? That's what mm. that place is called in my head. Oh,
0: because for, Wait, Fort Point? Is it Fort Point? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. With that place from Point Blank, uh, where that has, it looks like a prison. Where we uh, got to see
2: Jason Bateman run up th- all four flights of stairs. Yes,
0: that place <laughs> is an awesome place for a a finale and battle Royale Mm,
2: because it was,
0: it was done very well in point blank. (laughs) Yeah. I think, but it's like broad daylight in this movie. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And also a pirate ship would be way better because of that dream. Yeah. And there's gold doubloons and like, there's a pirate ship in the background of half the shots outside in this. There was also a
0: guy coming to them, in a ship uh yeah. to get the to get the yeah. gold so they could have <laughs> they really could have just done the whole thing
2: that's my major rewrite and it could have been full of orphans <laughs> and gone down <laughs> uh, little little leg bones do we need <laughs> bones? leg bones do bones. we need
1: to talk about ling goldberg's pawn shop at all not really okay cool
0: i was happy to see pat Morita. uh yeah, i was yeah of course <laughs> I was disappointed in the music. I was uh, mm-hmm. perplexed by the accent, um, but it's Pat Morita.
2: I was like, "There's just some. There's something behind that weird joke. Why can't a Ling be a f- um, a Goldberg if a Whoopi can be a Goldberg? I don't know. It's just like
0: I thought that was actually clever. Really? I thought that okay. was a that that totally worked for me.
2: I just don't know where it's like. I don't know. I just it's like not funny and it's like what are you saying with this I don't know I'm confused well it's
0: it. it's questioning your perceptions I guess so which I think is clever mm-hmm. it's it just went the it's it's the stereotypical Jewish like New York Jewish accent yeah I was like why is this necessary yeah true
2: it was cool seeing the hearts go through San Francisco and having so much time with just like the hearts hanging out was kind of nice but it I guess the second time through it just was like, do we need to like see all this again? <laughs> it's just like, all
0: I, right. Yeah, I don't know. I could have used more hearts hanging out. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I felt like yeah. mm-hmm. there was a lot of time. This plot was a lot simpler than the plots of the previous films yeah. mm-hmm. um, and the plots of many of the episodes. <laughs> yeah. So I felt like they spent an inordinate amount of time with the simple plot. Um, Like they like you said, they've repeated processes. Yeah. And I, I wanted a little more of them hanging out in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Like I just remember Charlie. one scene of them walking up a street together and and it was nicely shot and me thinking like, oh, yay, mm-hmm. they're in San Francisco. That's kind of that's kind of nice.
2: Yeah. Because they are still without a home. Yeah. <laughs> which is I find very strange
1: for me. They had um, what to me would be. A romantic exchange that would just make my heart soar, which is when they agree that they're just gonna stay um, at home and order room yes. service. Oh yeah! And she yes. says, "Are you a are you a slacker and a psychic?" Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I was just like, that's what I want. Uh, that's, that's the love that I want. Yes.
2: But no orange juice. But no orange a, juice. Under a I don't want, platter.
1: <laughs> just don't ask me if I want orange juice. I don't want that.
0: That, that was an amazing moment. And I, I could have mm-hmm. used one more
1: in the, in the movie.
0: Like, right.
1: Just
2: one more. Where they bring in, English right. muffins or something.
0: There was that cute scene where they, where they were talking about, you know, how they were. They weren't hungry. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were like, we're together. We're not hungry. We we have everything we want. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how are you not hungry? What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> Jennifer's like, right. I could eat. What does that mean?
1: finger food is totally me. Like, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. I think that there's, I don't know. I guess I sort of wish that there would, because it is, sadly, like the last opportunity. I know that it is Max. And Jonathan specifically and the origin story and that that's something that informs so much of the series and the films and those you know, those characters obviously have like that that closeness, that tight bond, and that's the reason they're all together. Mm-hmm. But I would have loved to have more um of similar scenes between Jennifer and Max. Yeah. Because uh, I yeah. feel like she is most often it's not that she doesn't have scenes throughout the series where it's acknowledged clearly that that she and Max are very close. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, of course, they're going to foreground Jonathan and Max. But I just sort of wish, given like the nature of the timing of, of this one and, mm-hmm. and of the movies in general, that... The character of Jennifer would have been allowed to have a little bit more of those moments with Max, because I think that those are some of the greatest moments throughout the series in particular is Jennifer and Max, Jennifer and Max, because Jonathan's at work like in the office and Jennifer's job is not as traditional and Max's job is to be in support of whichever heart is, you know, proximal. And so <laughs> I feel like the the things that two of them get up to and the way, the understanding they have and and their form of play and hanging out and like supporting each other is something that I super love. And I guess I just had a bit of a pang at that moment, even though I love that scene with Lionel Sander and, and RJ. It's great, but it's mm-hmm. it did make me wish that there was more opportunity for Jennifer slash Stephanie to, to yeah. have that moment on mm-hmm. screen.
2: Yeah. I definitely got the the vibe that Lionel Sander may not have been feeling his best or he was pretty minimal in this mm-hmm. movie. And
0: yeah, they, I mean, they, they really, they got him in there and he, mm-hmm. we got to, we got to be with Max again, but it was, yeah, it was definitely
2: not like the B plot that we're used to with like having him mm-hmm. up yeah. to some adventure. Yeah. Yeah there's the jewelry store the guy jewelry too. store guy that's it was just yeah. like his whole personality was his glasses his cool pince nez <laughs> glasses which this is my first time ever seeing that style of glasses and now i kind of want some <laughs> i was so shocked when no. those glasses didn't have I, ear I'm, yeah I'm, I'm not gonna allow you to, to wait wear why <laughs> why are they bad what's wrong with them <laughs> Are they tainted? I don't know. Are you going
1: to get them before or after you get a monocle? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: How steampunk do you want to be?
2: Oh, are they steampunk you? Never mind. <laughs> uh, I love I, his, so, though.
1: I have a question, and I
0: thought <laughs> I thought Ellen might actually just know this off the top of her head. <laughs> no, don't, ta- don't
1: ask about pants. No, 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 no,
0: no. When, okay. the, but when, when the jeweler, Ooh. when they're talking to the jeweler about the fake locket, not uh-huh. when they're talking about Stuart, but the second time we talked to him. His nose has something all over it. Uh, his nose Cocaine? is a completely different Wait, color. Wait, whose than nose the rest are we talking face. about? The jeweler.
2: The jeweler. Okay. His nose is like clay. It looks like clay. It
0: looks like he has put a matte makeup on his nose and nowhere else. And I wanted to know: Is that a jeweler thing? Like, <laughs> like when you're looking at, do you not want any glare on your nose when you're looking at diamonds or like? if you're if you're examining things down your nose do you need a matte finish
1: (laughs) i mean you'd have to be like one of those people in cocoon for (laughs) your nose to be that distracting right i mean i think that's a great question like is it is it like is it something like in baseball where you're where you're killing the reflection by putting the yeah that's what i was wondering on your cheekbones yeah um not that I'm aware of, I... but thank you for thinking that I might know that. That's <laughs> just a like fact something... that I want to know now. If but that, I, didn't even... I think if that
0: was a fact, you would know it. Yeah. So. I didn't
1: even notice that that his nose was different. So I'm going to go back and have to look at it again because it does it almost make it look like he's Mr. Potato Head, like he has a different nose yeah. stuff on. It looks or like, like a... when the Muppets, you know when it's really weird when they take Muppet noses off like on Sesame Street yes. like and it's really traumatizing. Uh. Uh And then, yeah. Is it it like that?
2: It's not that extreme, but it's like a different color fully. It's like he's got makeup on it. Yeah. What I think they were doing, because in the next scene, when they go to confront him and ask him, like, what really is going on? The glasses are hanging from his ear, and then his nose is all discolored. So it's like a pence-nez joke (laughs) about those glasses, I think, because they were so in the shot.
0: Like they were were suffocating his nose. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I think because they, they were cut the
0: circulation off to his nose completely. <laughs> they and it, were like really featured.
2: When we first saw that character, those glasses were like super featured. It was like his main thing. And then they were hanging from his <laughs> ear in the next shot and his nose is all discolored. So I think it may have been an attempt at some kind of joke about glasses or something. I, I think don't know. it's
0: either, I think it's either just a, a mistaken makeup thing mm-hmm. um, or maybe, maybe jewelers. Need a matte nose to <laughs> study or jewels. Or maybe
1: that man has a skin condition on his nose. Yeah,
2: Possibly. Maybe. Yeah, but just not in the first shot. Yeah, just not in the first shot. <laughs> and then it's just like also weird, because those glasses don't have ear, what are they called, ear pieces? They specifically don't, but then they're hanging from his ear in the next shot. There's
0: like a, a chain, Yeah, like a, a very a thin chain. It's a,
2: Which is so strange. A
0: really bad look just just so you know i'm gonna do that look
2: that's my new look <laughs> oh. if you were tibby do you think you would have stayed with stewart
0: <laughs> oh they really kind of just like glaze over that whole thing
2: i would be so far away from this entire scene if i was tibby i would be running away
0: i think she already knows that he's a uh, sociopath yes yeah, oh, a sociopath over ambitious sociopath mm-hmm. um so she's obviously okay with that mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, she thinks he's charming.
2: Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I would be. Tibby did not deserve this. She, I think oh, she, maybe should she run is away. special
1: and she'll be there. She'll be there to remind him.
2: Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Jeez. She'll always be with him. And then when he gets so. She goes to the hearts and explains basically everything that's happening and that he is in trouble because he's being held hostage by the two people. And then when he gets back. I I can't. Does it, Jonathan say, "You're up to your aspic and lies"? Yeah. Oh my god,
1: (laughs) it's a great, it's
2: a great line.
1: For some reason, that Jonathan really like throws shade in this episode on a couple occasions. Yeah. Um, oh the fucking first to the auction Salisbury and Salisbury house guy. Salisbury and uh, Salisbury Jr. That was great. And when he's like throwing dollar dollar bills at him, I was just like, this is out of hand. Yeah. This is out of hand. It's it like was... that guy was right. They did steal that thing. I was yeah, feeling I thought it. I,
0: I thought when Jonathan was throwing the cash, I was like, this is gross. This this is gross. Like I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until, uh, the, <laughs> the final line where he's like, can I, can I make a suggestion where to, where to take yourself? Yeah. Uh, that I realized like, okay, we're supposed to hate this Salisbury guy,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but he had a good point,
0: but yeah, I, I was kind of like, Oh, he's, he's not yeah, because- overly dickish about mm-hmm.
1: this. <laughs> Because the hearts put on the charity auction, but the beneficiary of the auction was the orphanage. Yeah. So technically, the the stuff is not theirs to to take. Yeah. So that's a weird scene. But yeah, so he like throws the shade there, and then I feel like Jonathan's like understandably. Compared to some other plot lines throughout the series, he is, for Jonathan, like, legitimately pissed and, like, sticking with it. Like, Stuart is weird, and he really fucked with Jonathan's feelings, and that is bad. Yeah, I mean the hearts admittedly encounter a lot more fake siblings and relatives <laughs> and cousins and things than, than maybe most. everyday average folks do, mm-hmm. even with like Twenty Three and Me and all that shit. But even with the ancestry, but yeah, like Jonathan's mad, and so the, to me those are the two moments where I'm like having two thoughts at once. Which the first thought is, "Ooh, wow, Jonathan's mad." And then the second thought is, Robert Wagner's hair looks incredible.
2: (laughs) It did look good.
1: His hair looks incredible Mm -hmm. in this film in particular. Mm -hmm. I mean, it always looks good, but it looks amazing.
2: Yeah. What did you think of uh, Jennifer's, some of Jennifer's looks, her San Francisco looks? No. No really didn't like them i loved a couple of them and then some i really disliked where there's
0: something about the 90s that i'm like clothing uh, blind i to love the this. 90s
2: <laughs> she's wearing when they go out in san francisco it's sort of rainy she's wearing black beret and this black i think like a scarf wrapped around a jacket and her shoulders are all huge i love that look
1: mm. Beret's so cute. Cool.
2: the beret, yeah for sure and then she decides to just wrap herself in brown for the party. She's wearing just like a big brown yeah. blanket mm-hmm. shawl.
0: I love what Maureen was wearing at that party, though. Yeah. Oh, me too. The that black cool. and white. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Super graphic. Like she also there's kimono a, coat. Yeah. There's a scene of
0: her where she is wearing these earrings that are making so much noise. <laughs> like every time she speaks, it's just clink, clink, the clink, The double barrel
1: glue beaded things. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. yes. When she does the tour and she's talking to Max afterwards. Is that the one?
0: Yeah. Mm. It's all that whole scene. And mostly when they're outside, <laughs> that whole scene, every every time she's giving dialogue, it's just clinkle, clinkle. Yeah. Searing <laughs> so noise. So which is like get on I, the bus I, yeah I,
1: <laughs> yeah I like that Maureen gets to serve a lot of looks yes yeah Yeah.
0: Maureen rules she was kind of the, yeah. the MVP of this I of
2: like their San movie. Francisco hotel robes that they wear a bunch yeah. in this episode too <laughs> <laughs> and then their pirate get ups and then also later Jennifer's wearing a full brown bodysuit which is just like why I don't understand brown I mean, she looks good in brown was that the color
0: she does I don't know and the '90s was an earth tone revival. Yeah, mm. brown.
2: <laughs> um, I feel like you can really tell what kind of person Stewart is when he's running away after he spices that <laughs> cayenne omelet-, omelet. He's running on a dock, and he says, oh. "Hey, come on, give me your boat. I got these people chasing me." And fully decks that guy <laughs> off yeah, his feet. Yeah, oh, I
1: love that. Yeah.
2: I love it too. And yeah. it's like that guy's. That's just an innocent dude. What are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: again he's a sociopath yeah here. um but i guess maybe i wouldn't like that omelet because i think it has crab in it right
0: oh did it I initially
1: thought it had shrimp yeah it's mm. got crab and then it's just always like kind of the challenge where it's like you know what in very specific instances sure seafood and cheese in other incidences no, I think a lot of people would just say no. I'm a no on that. I'm a no. Yeah.
2: It looked so disgusting to me. And then the guy watching the guy eat it was just the cherry on top, <laughs> like egg going in that guy's I mouth and then the shooting it eating. out of his mouth when he screams. <laughs> I love the I, face Jennifer gives when they're eating cake at, at Stuart's Stewart's aunt's house, oh, yes. and she's yes. like, "He's like, I made it. Do you like it?" And she gives this such a strange face.
0: I thought that that was an indication that he's a shitty cook.
2: I thought so too. But then they kind of didn't go with that. No, they didn't. But maybe he is. You just. Uh, well,
0: I, I, I don't know because they didn't get to eat the food at the but party. She says, yeah. But
1: she says that they it looks amazing and they do hire. Well, I mean, I guess they just hire him because they think he might be their relative. Yeah. But I think Like for me, I just chalk that up to Jennifer Hart face that she has because she also trots that look out a couple other times in the episode, Mm -hmm. largely when someone's talking about uh, Jonathan's long lost sister or whatever. She just gives like the most like deadpan sort of like, man, I don't give a fuck face.
2: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Which I love. (laughs) Yeah. Jennifer classics. I don't give a fuck about this. (laughs) Oh, my God. I really wish that they had been on a pirate ship at the end though. I just think wouldn't a pirate ship ending be more exciting, Ellen.
1: That would have been amazing. And it would have worked with Maureen's character to do like a tall ship's kind of part to her wharf tour or whatever. It
2: would have made sense but- for that character. It would have made sense for the dream. It would have made sense for the the people coming to pick up the gold. It would've made sense for the gold. It would have made sense for so in so many ways. And they just didn't do it for some reason.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's no jeweler's nose. Yeah. yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: It it may have been planned, but then they ran out of money because of the jeweler's nose.
2: Maybe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Jeweler's nose really sets the whole production back. (laughs) I mean, you you pretty much have to halt. Like, the union won't stand for that.
2: Yeah. They spent all their money on that crab omelet.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) Well, uh, it's time.
2: Or pick, pick your, your <laughs> oh, man. Oh
0: man. <laughs> uh mine is Captain Daniels oh. Sexy as fuck actor John Beck. This guy? Yep.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He looks like Burt Reynolds and Willem Defoe had a child.
0: He is in a movie called uh Audrey
1: what, Audrey Rose. Audrey Rose. Uh, Terrifying reincarnation movie. Yes. Oh my god, it's so creepy and scary. And she's when she's burning in the car. Yes. Mm. Uh, Oh my god.
0: But John Beck is slamming hot in that fucking movie. Oh (laughs) like it's uncomfortable.
2: Yeah. Um, he was my wait, it's my turn, right? Yeah.
1: That movie scares me.
2: Initially, also same. It was him. And then I very conflictedly am shifting it to Stuart. (gasps) Stewart it's ja what Jason Bateman is a f- what it's a fine looking gentleman, <laughs> and it's weird, you know, like learning how old he was it's like twenty three when he shot this, yeah, he does not look twenty three that makes that kind of freaks me yeah, out too he looks, looks twenty three to me <laughs> really he just I don't know he's a good looking guy, yeah, running around in those khaki pants. I think
0: he is also aged like wine he looks I think he looks better now than he did then,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, um, well, I mean, do I even have to answer?
0: I guess we're just splitting the room perfectly it, uh, down the middle with Joe being the Solomon, baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is it the uh, records guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it Taylor Negron? Marsh-
1: Marshall Crenshaw. No, um, yeah, it's Jason Bateman, of course. Yeah. Mm. Of course.
2: Ellen and I agree on our poke. Finally.
1: We do. Just is that the, the first wire. time? No, oh, no, because Tony, uh-huh. Tony, Tony. Well, <laughs> the first
2: time you and I may have agreed without Eric involved, possibly. Maybe. I feel like there, there was another isn't there time. Is there
1: only one time when we all agree?
0: No, I think didn't we just agree on on one?
2: <sighs> I think there's more than one, but Tony 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 is the that was our supreme. first.
0: That was our first uh. and probably our best. The best, yeah. <laughs> Tony Tony Tony. Tony Tony Tony, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> the Ticket Master. Tony Tony Tony, Ticket Master Tony. Um,
2: and the the Sistlers called out an episode in their Minute Max, and that was heart of dixieland right was that the jazz one where the person gets bashed over the head by a trumpet yes yeah (laughs) that's a good bond memory (laughs) and then isn't that doesn't it end in an airplane (laughs) it's a crazy it's a crazy episode i do now want to like go back and watch does heart of dixie
0: in an airplane or does Heart Heart of of dixie 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 is the the moment the crazy woman she's going to commit suicide (laughs) yeah Oh. That's the one where she's looking at people fuck the, through her window.
1: The yeah. Yeah, this intensely of, psychosexual. Yeah, you're um, thinking of Hay hey Ride Hearts or whatever? Hay Ride, yeah. <laughs> no, it had a different With name, the Hay Party?
2: The Hay Party. But there's also a jazz band in that episode?
0: No. The no. Hay Party one was. That's
1: the country music. Country Girl. Right,
2: right. Oh, that's the one that. Joey, that what's her name, right? With yes. the, um, the, like, uh, rhinestoned. Yes. Suit yes. That they sent to the wash that had oh, real to old the, gems. That they sent in to it. the world's most amazing cleaner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god.
0: <sighs> Such a good episode.
2: Yeah, I do want to revisit the some episodes.
0: The nudie. Mo- that's the nudie episode. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's get to ratings. Mutey. Zero to five hearts. Um, I didn't care for this movie. Wow. <laughs> uh, I f- felt like it dragged in weird places that. It didn't need to, but um, I didn't care for it, like
2: hmm.
0: especially compared to the other movies. So I'm giving this a two.
2: Ooh, ouch! That's that's kind of surprising it's, to me.
0: It, I just felt like the story meandered. There was like one too many elements to it. Mm-hmm. It probably would have been better as a 45 minute episode of TV.
2: Yeah, I'm going well. So I did enjoy this movie. I especially since. The last one was not my favorite. This is a great, a a better, more (laughs) just coherent film. (laughs) I don't love that the main plot with the hearts and these other two, it was so disconnected. It was just like two things were happening at the same time. Kind of coincidentally. I don't know. It just didn't feel like connected at all, but I did love the hearts in San Francisco and all that kind of bullshit. I think I'm going to (laughs) go 4.3. 4.3? Yeah. (laughs) I want to go more than four for some reason, but I don't know if that deserves a full 4.5. I'm going to go four for now, and then I might change it after Ellen's rating. (laughs) (laughs) All right,
0: Ellen.
1: Hmm. I am really kind of vacillating between a 2.5 and a 3. wow um so that's confusing to me i um no it's not a fix um i i just this isn't this one doesn't drive me wild but there are lots of actors in this that do drive me quite wild and um yeah it just If somebody's going to be a sociopath, I want them to be extra sociopathic. (laughs) I don't want them to just be weird seeming. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, I think there was just something not clicking for me with the hearts specifically in this episode. I know I talked about a couple moments that I really thought were terrific and special and all of that. But for me, this one just doesn't click. and clearly like I can get down with some pirate shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So it just kind of like not quite happening. Um, and yeah. And that's hard for me when there's like a lot of good ingredients, but it just is not, not it. Yeah. So, um, but I don't think it's, it's like a cleave it in half. Not it for me. I think it's, it's probably much closer to a three if I really think about it, because like, Aaron Ross, you know everybody. Everybody like gives it, gives it right. And there are two very, very cold-blooded murders, which of course I like. Yes, mm. yes.
0: All right. Well, Secrets of the Heart gets a nine. Yeah, a nine, which is a murmur. It's the it's, it's the lowest rated of the film so far. I agree. Uh, I sister agree community players. Uh, of them, Bill gave it a four. Oh.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Jenny gave it a three point five. And Jackie and Rachel both gave it three.
2: Interesting. Uh, Bill and I agree. uh, Yeah. I feel like we've agreed Mm. in the past also.
0: Uh, You agreed on the previous film.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Bill, come back.
1: (laughs) Ellen, what are we doing next? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Help, help. (laughs) Um, Next time, we're going to be watching and discussing Two Hearts in Three Quarter Time following the death of their beloved friend, Max. The hearts go to Montreal for the reading of his will. While there, they learn of a clock Max has left. The clock seems to be at the center of a mystery, which includes kidnapping and murder.
2: Montreal. That sounds fun. Get some
1: smoked meat (laughs) and (laughs) a clock.
2: And some poutine.
1: Poutine.
2: (laughs) <laughs>
1: there we go all set
0: cute right on well thank you all for, for listening sticking with us i hope you're watching the movies with us uh jenny and bill we received your card it was beautiful thank you so, yes, much. Thank you. so, so much so
1: sweet
2: thanks for being a part of our podcast
0: yes. this you you really i think you have elevated this into something Even more special. Yeah. Genuinely love the card. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you everybody that's listening and hanging out with us. Uh, Let us know you're there. You can email us at itwasmurderpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at itwasmurderpod.
2: I dare you yeah. to do that.
0: I dare you to rate us and review us wherever you're listening to this. Double dog dare, yeah. Five stars is the minimum. I want to also. I want to <laughs>
2: <laughs> the minimum. <laughs> I want to personally apologize to the listeners that I didn't have a better, more violent rewrite for this episode involving the orphans that they just flopped down into my lap, and I didn't do I any good. It
1: Seems weird that nobody got shot in the head. Well, know. maybe that. Maybe no the professor got shot in the head. I just
2: think, like, maybe it was Wendy firing orphans out of a cannon off a pirate ship (laughs) at every hour that she didn't get her money for those doubloons (laughs) or something, but it's just like, that doesn't loop into anything, so I don't know. It's just, maybe it's too easy. There's too many possibilities. I need to be more constrained.
1: I don't know. It's like child leg bones in a barrel. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's the whole <laughs> ship going down in flames, <laughs> full of orphans, is uh, that's all I can think about. So obviously, I'll loop that into this story. I
1: don't know. Oh, I feel like I'm going to make an omelet for dinner. Ew!
2: Unless it's
0: pretty late. Well, Crab. don't get stabbed by a cute little doggy. Mm. <laughs> Good night, Good night
1: no. Freeway Junior. Good night, Freeway Junior.
2: Good night, Freeway Junior. Hope you had some riceroni.
1: <laughs>
2: ding ding. <laughs> It's like I just asked you if you wanted orange juice.
3: Uh, Please. Do you want
0: a glass of orange juice with your ET viewing? <laughs> yeah. How about a banana? <laughs> you. Do you like banana orange juice <laughs> served with a glowing finger?
3: <laughs> 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 God, so weird. In that's Paris? not very. Would you like it in Paris?
1: <laughs> oh my God! Not very wishbone of you, if I may say so. No, I'm being anti
0: uh, wishbone. Stop erasing wishbone,
3: Ellen. Stop erasing wishbone. <laughs>